This is the official Caps Chirp Podcast, proudly a part of the Hockey Podcast Network. Every team, everywhere. What's going on, Caps fans? It's me, the Hockey Troll, and I'm here with that snack, Polly Cupcakes. Hello, hello, and welcome to our show. <laughs> Did that rhyme? It was close, I think. I think that I think that counts. I think that counts. All right. Anyways, Caps fans, thanks for tuning in. It's another Thursday episode where it's going to be absolutely 100% segment-based, where we can just pontificate about anything that we want, and you're at our mercy. The Hockey Troll Hip Check today is going to cover old-school hockey guys and how awesome they are, the ones that I love. I'd love to hear about the ones that you love. Polly, what's uh, snack time going to be? Uh, Connor Bedad. <laughs> Bedad. <laughs> Connor. <laughs> yeah, well, he owns me. Well, I guess that's what that is. Connor Bedad. Uh, Connor Bedard and uh, just, you know, not him per se, but how annoying the attention around him is. Is this a role reversal episode? Like, I'm going to be positive, you're going to be negative? Yeah, we're in the twilight zone. Fuck, it's early in the season, too, to be doing this. So, Caps fans, you know, typically my bend is 100% pessimistic, and usually Polly is just here to, to, to shed some light onto the situation um, in a positive way. I am, uh, this is, usually we wait till, like, ep- Epi 20 for something like this, but you're getting a treat today. Yeah, it's it's nice and warm and covered in icing. Yeah, <laughs> what is... What is the, uh, you know, I don't know. I mean, it's, it's, what a time to be alive. All right, Caps fans, let's pop some tabs. Let's get in right into it. Yeah, buddy. One, two, three. All right, but I will be true to character and very on brand. And can we just quickly talk about how fucking shitty the NHL app is? Yeah, I mean, you and I were, or you were getting an earful for me at the beginning of prepping for the first episode because I'm trying to like find stats and schedule and all that is they're impossible. Is, you you might as well Google it. Yeah. It's a dumpster fire. It, yeah. You can't, you can access shit. I've tried to listen live. No dice a couple times to different, different games. Uh, I just, why? And this doesn't, this, this isn't just the app. It goes beyond. Have you checked NHL.com lately? No, I've luckily I've uh, avoided it on on the computer, not on purpose, but based right. on what you're about to go into, I'm lucky. Oh yeah, I mean the, on the computer, it's even just as bad as the app. Like they've, t- you know, you can only get news like the last six things that they've posted. You used to be able to scroll for a week. You know, and get like yeah. all the news. And it was a really good repository for me to like go do research. And, you know, hey, maybe I don't know the keystrokes to get into the fucking archives or whatever the fuck I need to get into. But holy shit, right now it's just super not intuitive. And uh, I just want to know how much they paid for this redesign because the app and the redesign have to go in hand in hand. Uh, I guarantee it's six figures that they paid for this. I would love to be that marketing company. Yeah. And they they should just uh, retire champions, liquidate, get out of here before they're an entity, you know, 
cease to be an entity so they can't be sued for their poor performance. Yeah, holy shit. It's, I mean, and then, you know, I will say there's one saving grace to the app, and it's probably because I never update my apps, but I still have the Bird app, by the way. I don't have X, formerly known as Twitter. I have fucking Twitter. Oh, yeah. Yeah. But anyways, I, I, like the, the one saving grace of the NHL app is that game recaps right after a game or hours after a game, you know, same day, wouldn't usually play for me except for like the first 10 seconds. Now they play pretty flawlessly. So clearly they're optimizing their platform for, it seems, video, which is fine. But, you know, there's a lot of good hockey writers out there and shit like that. You know, it's good to have that. And then, yeah. It, it, but, the worst part is that you can really only get like the past couple days worth of news. Like I don't surf the NHL.com website or app every day. Like I prep for, and I have a fucking hockey podcast. <laughs> like I, I get shit on Twitter and I, I prep shit and I throw it into an outline when I can, but like ultimately I'd like to do that in like one day, you know? Right. Yeah. <sighs> you know, just the life and times of being a content creator. Maybe it's a conspiracy to stamp out people like us. Right. Are we influencers, dude? Are we influencers? Is that Can we call ourselves influencers? I think in the eyes of the hockey community, we're probably heretics. <laughs> Heretic. I, you get, I go for just like job title or like, you know, maybe like a description of a hobby. You go straight for like, you're going to hell. <laughs> yeah. Well, that, you, you know, I, you said I'd be bringing back the Catholic vocabulary. And yeah. You know, it's, it's the, that's. That's the Catholic upbringing there uh, for you folks for for Polly Cupcakes. Let's go. Now heretic that is a that was heretic word. shit. <laughs> yeah, say, say that again. Her, heretic is a strong word. Mm-hmm. I mean, like you know, when you're enveloped in the belief system, if someone were to call you a heretic in a serious way, that's big. That's strong. Yeah. I mean, excommunication could could follow. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Unreal. Unreal. Well, luckily, we're just some two schlubs on the internet, so you really can't excommunicate us from like the three people that listen. So for those three yeah. people, love you, mean it. OG, staying with the caps chirp. Love you. Fucking sick. You're welcome. I'll love you forever. Yeah. I mean, good stuff. <laughs> All right. Fuck NHL.com. Fuck the NHL app. Do better. I don't know what else to say except for let's get into the hockey troll hip check. What do you think, Polly? Sounds perfect. This is the Hockey Troll Hip Check. All right. So, you know, if you didn't know, Barry Melrose was just diagnosed with Parkinson's. Is that right, Polly? Yeah, I believe that's... Yes. And so as a result, he's going to be taking a step back from the media spotlight in which he has, you know, he was the only, I feel like Barry Melrose was the only hockey guy in ESPN, the the, the sports network. He was the only hockey guy at times. Yeah. I mean, especially when um, they didn't have good hockey, like when, when they didn't have the TV contract and. Uh, everybody yeah. was kind of always saying that 
ESPN was neglecting hockey because they didn't have the contract. And it was like any, you know, it was like you'd see Barry for about three minutes on an episode and he'd go over all the highlights. Right. And, you know, it was it was small potatoes, but he was really like the, the bastion of ESPN hockey. And if you'll remember, like, what, five years ago, they shit canned every single writer at ESPN that was a hockey writer. Um, they and, and which, you know, sent talent to the local networks, which is great, sent talent to online avenues like The Athletic, like things like that. Um, so, you know, if you're into The Athletic, it helped businesses like that thrive with good talent. But at the same time, like, they took them off what was, at the time, one of the largest platforms that you could be on and probably one of the most prestigious for sports, uh, which was shitty for them. It sucked. Um, so, you know, having Barry Melrose take a step back, uh, you know, there's a couple guys that are still there that are hockey fans and whatnot, of course, but, and, be, and now they have the funding and now they have the, the, I guess, uh, obligation to be covering hockey now because they have the hockey deal. Yeah. Right. But, you know, I look back and I think about like, oh, you know, I, it takes me kind of to, to a story today. I was going to Lowe's today. And there was this old man kind of going through the, the parking lot and going to his car. And he just cracked like a ridiculous Halloween joke at us as we were walking in, you know, and, and I appreciate that from, from old, older, older dudes, like, you know, like an old guy, uh, having that kind of wisdom, you know, uh, old school hockey guys that rule. And I mean, that's really what this segment's about. And Barry Melrose to me, you know, everything about Barry Melrose, the voice, the the breakdowns, the knowledge, but also like the fucking look. I mean, yeah, Canadian tuxedo, slick back mullet, slick as shit, dude. I mean, the guy, the guy is a legend. Um, he's one of the old school hockey guys that I really appreciate. And you know, I think that in a time where hockey is getting younger, I think, and obviously the highlights in the, in the spotlight of the league is really on young talent and trying to get personalities out of these, you know, <laughs> small town Canadian boys and things like that is, is kind of tough. I get it. But, and, and then, you know, of course the cultural change of, you know, can you be that hard? I mean, come on, man. Like Don Cherry is not really on a platform anymore, which is crazy to think. Right. Obviously, well, that's what I was going to say. So. Melrose is kind of like the polar opposite of Don Cherry, um, right? Like an old school hockey guy who survived the changing of the game. Exactly, right. And that's those are the types of guys that I fucking cherish because I definitely think there's wisdom in, in guys who've seen hockey played in the seventies, played hockey mm-hmm. in the seventies and eighties. Like there's wisdom in that. The game has changed a lot. Don't get me wrong, but the people who are ready to throw out the long and illustrious history of the NHL are really, I think missing the forest despite the trees, right? Like I, I don't, I think that they're really oh, like, you know, the great part about the NHL is it's such, it's one of the oldest leagues in North America. It's been around a long time. There's a ton of history and it should be celebrated. You know, some of it, the majority of it, I would even say, especially when it revolves around the game. So I think that Barry Melrose really kind of embodied a lot of that. And I think that he's kind of him stepping down is one of the last like really good guys in hockey that are, are just coming to that age and like, you know, having to bow out. And uh, I guess for me, it's just kind of like a 
a dawning of or a, a sunsetting of a time. That's all. Um, yeah. I don't know. What do you and, think? Uh, you liked him too, yeah, right? I'm, yeah. I'm, I'm a big Barry fan. Um, you know, I, I was sad for him when it didn't work out a couple years ago when he went to go try coaching again, but then I wasn't too upset because then he was back on ESPN. Um, <laughs> right. You know, he was, you know, I think he and John Butchergross did the Frozen Four for a lot of years because for during the whole NBC deal, the only hockey on ESPN was college hockey, and it was three games a year, the Frozen right. Four and the championship. And, um, yeah, I mean, I'd watch an ESPN and you got to sit through all the basketball and, you know, half the show is just used to just be talking about LeBron basically. And then you'd see the mullet and you knew. <laughs> yeah. We were about to Shit's get about to get court. weird. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And you know, you know, you're very aware of this and I've posted some pictures, but you used to rock the Barry Melrose look. You did. Hair, you know? it, it was, it was long, it was crunchy and it looked good. It's quite greasy, quite greasy. Pretty good though. Like I, I liked it, you know, um, <laughs> Interesting choice for like what? How old were you? Like twenty five? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Interesting choice for a twenty five year old, but you were a fucking trendsetter. Now the now the mullet's like in style, bro. Yeah, I think I've grown it back out now that my brother's wedding's over. Oh, I'm definitely I'm letting it go. I'm not I'm I'm letting the the hair come back for sure. I dude, getting a haircut is such a pain in the ass. Yeah, this I go to sports clips. Hey sponsor us um yeah me too shout out sports clips no free ads but you know hit us up i uh i mean the shampoo and then the the shoulder massage make it worth it you just like the rub down hey man my my shoulders are tight it's nice to (laughs) that sports clips has the best handheld massagers that i've experienced yeah it's like what they're like uh triple penetration they have like three like yeah. three three nodes yeah that go yeah. <laughs> anyways uh all right well if they heard that they're definitely not sponsoring us but um yeah probably not you know who who's some other hockey guys that you like you know i'm i'm partial to keith jones when he i mean god bless him for the longest time he had to rag the puck with fucking mike milbury Like you got to be Milbury. a saint to do that. I mean, you got to be a saint to do that, right? I like Mick Mulberry. <laughs> 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 yeah. All right. All right. Maybe we're just outing you as a terrible person, but. Well, I it's, <laughs> I don't know, man. Just seeing the clips of him in that Boston game where they went over the glass. Hitting a guy with a shoe and shit. Yeah. I don't I know. I mean, I, um, I appreciate Mike Mulberry. But, and, and I appreciate, but he, I think that we can agree, you know, at the, at the top of the segment, we talked about guys who could, who could age with the times, who could adapt. Yeah. Mike Milbury could not adapt. No, no. He couldn't adapt to no, shit. I, I think <laughs> who I actually really like is, uh, I like Ray Ferraro, um, between the glass. I mean, I knew you were going to fucking say that. Okay, keep continuing, yeah. continue. Keep going. I know sometimes he can be a little annoying, but I don't know. I, I think he, when he's down there, he does a good mix of seeing the game that he's watching, but also making connections to the past. 
Right. I think Ferrara was a death knoll to the fucking Washington Capitals. Every time that he's on, he's just – he's like – he gives the Caps like 10 minutes to like blow the other team out in the first. And then if they don't, he's just piling on them. And, and any time they play the fucking Penguins, he just cannot – he just cannot put down Sidney Crosby and like how great the fucking Penguins are and like all this other bullshit. So Ray Ferraro for me, old school hockey guy, probably not a bad dude, but his his Penguins bias slash winner bias really. Like if we're not winning and we rarely do when he's fucking calling the game, I, I, I don't know. That's just me being a homer. But yeah. he's not terrible. Honestly, I mean, what do you think about like the ESPN crew? I really don't think they've gotten that much better year to year. I, I know Booch is still there, but and and he's okay. Uh, but you know, we're coming from like Doc Emirate. Like, come on. Yeah, I mean, I think Butch calls a good game, and um, I think Steve Levy still does pretty good. Yeah, he he does all right. But I mean, overall, ESPN kind of just got everyone from NBC who wasn't doc. Right. That's true. And then, but you got to think also like I'm, you know, Barry Monroe has really never like called game. I mean, he did, but towards the end of his color, he was more of an analyst. Yeah. And I look back and you know, they're trying to get like fucking, I hope it doesn't happen this season, but Mark Messier on the broadcast is just, just shoot me dead now, dude. Like, Mess, you're fucking sick at hockey, but you are drier than the driest bone in the Sahara Desert. I don't, I don't know, I don't know what to, I, I can't, I can't do Mark Messier. Um, you He's know, about Gretz, as bad as yeah, Gretz is is just as bad, if not worse. You know, <laughs> like, and <laughs> nothing against Biz Nasty, but when Biz Nasty is the calling card. We'll just keep it at that. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I, nothing's going to live up to Doc. There's Doc, and then I never remember the guy's name, but he does a lot of Western games. He was the like the original NHL video game voice. Mm, no, I don't know. Um, that guy, I thought he was the best until Doc came onto the scene. But, I mean, there's just... We were spoiled with Doc, and we're never going to get anything better. Yeah, and you know what, Caps fans? We're spoiled with fucking Locker and, and Joe Beninati. Like, yeah. I, I love and, – and, you know, I props to DC and launching the Monumental Sports Network and, you know, really getting behind it. Um, you know, Big Daddy Leonsis putting the Big Daddy Warbucks behind this whole initiative. And then, you know, Alexa Landestoy. I mean, what an angel. You've got – Alan May, you know, it's like the angel and the devil sitting right there uh, in, in the in the analysis. You know, you get you get guest stars from friend of the podcast, Carl Alsner. You get all sorts of ex-players that, that come back and, you know, they do they, do, you know, do some calls with them. I mean, I think that the Washington Capitals organization from top to bottom media all the way to the team is superbly run. And the numbers support that, you know, they're a profitable team in the NHL. I bar none. And that's just to say you're a profitable team in the NHL is, is, is a large feat in itself. Yeah, for sure. And honestly, like 
I think if Joe B took over on ESPN, he would be the next Doc Emmerich. Yeah, they can't afford him. Hundred percent. They won't. They won't. I bet they won't put that money towards him. And plus, I think Joe B. He's ready to take. He's 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 such a fucking beauty that he wouldn't even take a. Uh, he 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 wants to stay with the Caps. It yeah. hit Locker too. And, you know, Locker had a illustrious career as a player. He played for Montreal for several seasons. You know, was on many winning teams. Came to DC. You know, like he's been on other teams. Uh, he was he's been on several. So like, you know, for having these guys come back and and you know, Alan May, he's he's awesome too. You know, he's a little old school. I think that Alan May falls under the category of a type of hot, old school hockey guy that I really appreciate. You know, um, so you know all all this was more of a tribute and a, and a pump up. You know, wishing Barry Melrose and his family the best. Hopefully that you know, uh, obviously you know, he said that the reason that he's stepping away is because he wants to spend more time with family, and totally respect that. Uh, really hope that you know he lives out his days and. and comfort and has a has a great you know time with his family and and i can't hate him for fucking leaving but goddamn will i miss him yeah absolutely all right well one thing that you don't have to miss though caps fans is DraftKings Sportsbook. The NFL season is going strong, and DraftKings Sportsbook is hooking new customers up with an offer that's even stronger. Bet five bucks on any game this week to score two hundred dollars instantly in bonus bets. And DraftKings isn't stopping there. All customers can take advantage of a sweetener offer every game day this October. Get in on the game day greatness. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now and use code THPN. New customers can score $200 instantly in bonus bets when you bet five on the NFL. That's code THPN. Only on DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL. The crown is yours. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Visit www.1800gambler.net. In New York, call one or call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY-467-369. In Connecticut, help is available for problem gambling. Call 888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org. Please play responsibly on behalf of Boot Hill Casino and Resort, Kansas City, Lensy Partner, Golden Nugget, Lake Charles, Louisiana, 21 and older, age varies by jurisdiction, void in Ontario. Bonus bets expire 168 hours after issuance. See sportsbook.draftkings.com slash football. Terms for eligibility and deposit restrictions. Terms and responsible gaming resources. I think that's probably the best ad read I've ever had, like this season, bud. Yeah, yeah, you. Uh, that's about as smooth as butter. Absolutely, and you know what? Speaking of butter, speaking of smooth, and having to do that ad read, I'm, I'm pretty hungry, man. Cook it up. Mm, it's snack time with Polly Cupcakes. <laughs> Polly, I, I want to hear about Connor Bedad, as they say Connor, in Boston. Yeah. <laughs> Connor Bedad. Uh, you know, so talking about how ESPN has covered hockey, they have been hammering Connor Bedard. And, you know, we should have known that this was going to happen in the first year of ESPN getting games that they made a huge deal over 
Crosby and Ovechkin in their 30s playing each other like they were still 25. Um, right. You know, like, yes, they're still a big deal, but they were, you know, showing they they were pumping up the game like it was McDavid versus Matthews kind of thing. You know, the young, you know, but so, right. I mean, Bedard, they have just been on his dick the whole time. Uh, did you watch that first game with the Blackhawks and Penguins? <laughs> oh yeah, I mean they were like putting up graphics like Gretzky eight hundred something goals in like <laughs> Connor Bedard yeah. one you know uh, one of yeah. many and like you know of course that got flamed all over social media you know uh, I my take is well, well I think you're gonna get into this I don't want to blow the lead so just go ahead okay um, yeah so I mean you know I know they do this with their stars. Sure. But it's just been it's been a little cringe so far. And I'm thinking uh, there's two reasons. You know, one is I think cuz he came in as the only star, so he's by, he's on his own. Right. He doesn't have he doesn't have someone to duel with. And then also last year's draft was kind of weak. Yeah. You know. Um so, you know, just here's here since the lockout, here's been a couple of uh one and twos. Yeah. Did you lose me? No, I'm, I can hear you. Okay. All right. Uh, Crosby Ovechkin. Right. McDavid and Eichel. Yeah. They even did a little, you know, McKinnon, Seth Jones, <laughs> Matthews and Line. Right. Jack Hughes, Capo Caco. Yep. You know, and then in 2021 was when Michigan had three guys drafted in the first round or in the first 10. Um, and so they, you know, hammered it on that for however long. And so, yeah, I mean, it, maybe it wouldn't be as intense if he had someone to duel with. My right. face frozen to you. No. Yeah. yeah. You're good. Keep yeah. Talking. Yeah. All right. <laughs> um, so, I mean, so far he hasn't done terrible. I mean, 35% of the dot. He's got um, he's got one power play goal, two goals, two assists. He's minus four, all in six games. I mean, he's doing pretty well for an eighteen-year-old kid in the NHL, right? But I mean, they are just you know, they are looking at everything he does on a fine-tooth comb, and they're either praising it or they're making excuses for him, and it's like you know. I hope his coach isn't uh, taking it that easy on him because that's not going to – I don't think it's going to make his teammates like him very much if he's not being held accountable. Yeah, absolutely. and I mean, I agree, but here's the difference. Exactly what you pointed out is I think ESPN has learned their lesson from – and again, this is kind of before ESPN had the NHL, the the matchups that you're talking about, right – the good and bad, like, you know, let's pit a rivalry, let's let's fabricate a rivalry. Instead, they've just said, let's showcase one player, consolidate our efforts, and just sh- shove him down your fucking throats until you choke on it. Like, and, okay, marketing-wise, LeBron, Kobe. You know, Kobe and Shaq were never as popular as just Kobe alone, right? Yeah, I, w- I would say so. And 
you know, uh, you look at other, you know, other sports, the NFL, they're never talking about like, I mean, unless it's, unless it was like Peyton Manning versus Tom Brady or Aaron Rodgers yeah. versus Tom Brady, right? The, but that wasn't a something that they carried on through the season. It was like this week, Aaron Rodgers versus Tom Brady. Yeah. All right, so tune in. Instead, with the NFL, they just, you know, embarrassment of riches, they're just able to, like, you know, put any shit together and any dumbass football fan is going to gobble it up. Uh, but with hockey, I mean, you know, maybe they've found a new strategy. Let's just press one dude and superstar him, and then we'll fabricate one in another year. Another one. Yeah. You know, because yeah. all these other, you know, Crosby, Ovechkin, they're still getting the spotlight. Don't get me wrong. But, like, yeah. who's the num- Who's the superstar? One. Has to yeah. be one. Who's next? Right. Um, you know, that's interesting because this trickles down all the way to, like, team makeup. In fact, uh, it. I, I remember when, when, you know, five years ago when I was doing more research on, like, you know, how cap was attributed and, and distributed amongst players, you know, the most successful teams have a outstanding earner a superstar and it's the superstar effect it's that this guy is gonna score you know gonna get a lot of attention and he's gonna get a lot of money he's gonna get all the money and then the rest kind of fill into support and that's how they how a lot of teams back in the day you know when i was researching this at least were formulating their rosters and if you think about it you know you look at the different types of rosters that are around the league and how the money in the cap is distributed. Teams like the Caps, teams like the Avalanche, teams like the Penguins, who teams like Tampa Bay, they all have outstanding earners, right? Chicago is an instance where it fucked up, right? So, like for instance, with with the Caps, we had Ovi making a shitload more than a lot of others, most everybody else. Um, now that's evened out after the Cup. Uh, when you had uh, McDavid. You know, he came in, made all the money. Uh, you look at Sidney Crosby. He was the highest paid on the Penguins by by a good bit for a long time. Uh, you look at the, you know, Tampa Bay Lightning, Stamkos, before Kucherov, before Hedman, like before all these guys, he was making yeah. all the fucking money. Um, so, and, and I mean, again, and then you look at uh, the Avalanche, absolutely lucky on their cap management because Mc, or McKinnon finally started to deliver during his bridge. So this dude was still on a bridge contract while he was winning cups, which is just crazy, but it took him about four yeah. years in the league to figure it out. Right. Um, yeah. And he wasn't necessarily identified as a number one superstar like they are identifying Kale McCarr. Who's yeah. going to get, I don't know. Did he, what, what's Kale McCarr's current contract? He's still on a bridge too, right? Like he's like last year is rigid. Like they're gonna sign him. Did they extend him yet? I think they did. If so, it's got to be like for ten mil, right, a year. So you kind of need that guy, that one guy who's making more, so that everybody else on the team can aspire to be that. And I don't know if that's mentality, but the study that I re- that I read was really more about uh, you know how you should formulate the cap and the superstar effect of paying one player a shitload more than everybody else or at least materially more, you know, 
in the in the ballpark yeah. of millions. Yeah. Yeah, Kel McCarr's making nine. Right. So, you know, here we go. Um, now, and like I said, like a team that fucked that up is the Blackhawks when they gave Albatross contracts to Taze, Kane, Seabrook, Crawford. Like, you know, they were, they were paying everybody too much. So, and then as soon as they did that, the bottom fell out. Yeah. And I mean, you know, I'm no expert, but this is just a reality that I'm building right now. Yeah. I mean, uh, makes sense. They, they paid for it and now they're back on the upswing with the star. Right. But back to your, back to the original statement, you're fed up with a Bedard love. Not fed up. I just feel like it's, it could be taken down a few notches. Now, do you see Bedard being protected like Sidney Crosby was when he was... Uh, I haven't watched enough Bedard yet, but... Well, he did get sandwiched pretty good against the Avalanche, and they let it go. And yeah. He, he took a nice hit. You could see on his face when he got up, he was just like, oh, my God. <laughs> you know, and I mean, I and I just... I think that really where you're going to be able to see that is in scrums after the whistle. Like, they don't want anybody coming in and cold cocking Sidney Crosby or even starting things with Sidney Crosby. I mean, if you remember, I remember seeing all four officials jumping on Sidney Crosby as human shields just to protect him from, like, a after-the-whistle scrum where a guy is not even, like, throwing punches. He's just, like, trying to wrap up, like, grabbing somebody, you know? Yeah. So... Hopefully it doesn't get to that level with Bedard, but Bedard's not a huge guy. Um, but obviously he's pretty talented. Yeah. I know uh, Spitting Chicklets is like, I just saw a clip and it was like, Biz Nasty was like 150 for Bedard. 150 points oh this year. Like, get the fuck out of here. I don't know. I don't know. I think that you put in an 80 point rookie season, you've got a strong case for a Calder. Yeah, yeah. Let's let's pump the brakes here, Biz. He gets yeah. he gets. If he sees a hype train, he jumps on it. Yeah, and hey, you know now that's that's a company that excels in marketing, good or bad, love it or lump it. They're there. Yeah, yeah they know they know how to get the people talking. Right, <clears throat> they know how to be quote unquote provocative, if you will. Yeah. Um, it. I I don't think I don't think we're gonna escape this, Polly. Though I I really don't. Uh, no, we're not. And nah. four points in six games for a rookie, an eighteen-year-old kid. Yeah, not bad. Yeah, he's kind of living up to the hype. Something I never thought Sidney Crosby did, because he didn't. He was not the next Wayne Gretzky. I I don't know. Yeah, that's true. You know, and that was the whole, that was his whole. The next Wayne Gretzky, Sidney Crosby. Yeah, if he was anything, he was probably the next Joe Sackick, which is still great, but it's not Wayne Gretzky. True. And come on, he's no Barnaby Joe. I know, but his stats match up. It's true. It is true. It is true. Um, but Joe's the man. Got a signed letter from him in my room. <laughs> you read it every night before you go to bed. Hey, I wrote him a letter when I was a kid, and I got a response with a signed card. That's fucking sick. Yeah. Absolutely. So, 
I guess looking forward, hype's not going to stop around Bedard. Where do you think he ends up? You think he's gonna? Think he's, how many points do you think he's gonna get? And do you think this he's gonna season? win the Calder? Yeah, um, I think if he finishes in the top five of points, there's no way he doesn't get it because of the hype. Yeah. Dude, there's uh, no um, way. There's no way a rookie who finishes top five in points doesn't win the Calder. Period. I don't think. When I think, oh no, I meant five. Top five among rookies. Oh. Okay. Wow. Five? I don't don't think he even has to be the best performing rookie to win the Calder. And what what attributes that? Is it because he's on a shit team? Well, that that would probably be part of it. And um, I think the hype. I think the the writers won't want to, you know, double back on themselves. So is it 80% hype, 20% that he's he's on a shit team? That he wins it? Or I call more, more sixty five thirty five. Sixty five thirty five. Okay, all right. Yeah, you but know? I mean, I think I think he'll get his points because I mean, <laughs> I was watching the power play is Bedard, Seth Jones, Corey Perry, Taylor Hall, and someone else. They're going to get points with that lineup. Oh, and and it's built around like a four threat. Uh, rotation and with Bedard being number one, yeah, like they're building the team around him. Yeah, and I mean, I think he's going to get a lot of power play points because they've got scorers on there, and you know Corey Perry, he can he can bang them in with the best on those rebounds. Right. So I don't know. I think I think eighty points is probably a fair estimate for where I think he'll go. I think I mean it's six games in. What are we even doing? But Yeah. <laughs> I'm I think Bedard so so you're if the line's eighty, you're over. You're hammering the over, right? Yeah. I I have to too. What other what other offensive threat the, I mean, they don't have Kane. They don't have Taze. What else are the Blackhawks? Who who else are the Blackhawks feeding? Well, I, I think him and Taylor Hall are going to be assisting each other a lot, and Corey Perry is going to be banging in their rebounds, giving them yeah. free points. Yeah. So, I mean, I'm, I can't believe I'm saying it. I think I'm going to hammer the over on the 82, which is crazy. That's a That's a huge rookie season. That's a huge rookie season, and then but think about, and and uh, when and so when it comes to Calder, I think that he's the shoe. I think it's his to lose. Um, and if you look at the other, but I mean, man, you look at the other guys that have come in rookie seasons. I mean, our very own Matthew Phillips has three points in less games. Yeah, yeah, that's he's off to a great start. I think it's three points. Either way, it's it's within grasp of of Bedard's four, and he's yeah. a twenty five year old rookie. You know, yeah. we've seen, you know, we saw that with Kaprasov, you know, uh, winning the Calder with uh, running away with it. Um, but think about the guys that came in with him also this season: Fantilli in Columbus. Who's Columbus feed? I mean, Fantilli scored against us in the preseason. Pretty yeah. handsy, just deft 
in close shot, very skillful shot. I think really underrated the way that he scored. That's a tough shot mm-hmm. to make, having the hands to just go low and far away and, and be able to one touch that in. Um, then you have uh, Cooley in Arizona. You know, I mean, there's guys that are out there firing away. So we'll see. We'll see what the Calder looks like. But uh, pump the brakes on Bedard ESPN. I mean, we don't need yeah. to be just – it doesn't need to be, like, consolidated and shoved down our throat. But at the same time – now, let me ask you this. Let me ask you this, Paulie. Would you endure Connor Bedard being shoved down your throat till you choke if the NHL earned so much money that they could raise the cap by $10 million next year? Would you, would, you, would you gladly choke on it? Yeah, I'd bring my own funnel. <laughs> me too. Me too. Me too. Yeah. You know, we're, we're team guys. We're team guys. We're here yeah. for the league. We're here for the boys. We're Absolutely. here for everybody. Not just, not just the boys. That's right. just the expression. Right. FURTA, including everyone else. Yeah. Right. FURTA, hockey people. Right. Hockey people. But, okay. Well, your grievances have been aired. Yep. We'll obviously be I talking think- about this guy all year. Yeah. But it'll be interesting to see what what the Calder does come out with. And I don't think it's – I mean, like I said, I think it's a bit hard to lose. But I think that the draft class was incredibly strong and there's some guys that are out there that could really give him a run for the money. Yeah. It's not for sure. foregone and it's not rigged like, this, like the Penguin Stanley Cups. Those were rigged. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> All right. Caps fans, thanks for tuning into this Thursday episode. Uh, actually kind of a long one. We really kind of just uh, went went all off the rails here. Uh, we would love if you would tune into us every Monday and Thursday. Um, that's when we release episodes. Monday, again, being kind of a week in review for the week that the Washington Capitals had. And then Thursday is going to be like this. We're just kind of bullshitting on uh, segments. So love you, mean it, Caps fans. Until Monday next week, Hockey Troll, Polly Cupcakes, sign it off. Bye. Hey, Caps fans. Thanks for tuning in to the official Caps Chirp podcast, repping the greatest team in the NHL. Follow me, the Hockey Troll, at Hockey Trolling on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. And follow the show's handle, at Caps Chirp, on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and TikTok. Special thanks to the Hockey Podcast Network, at Hockey Podnet on social, and thehockeypodcastnetwork.com. The Hockey Podcast Network. Every team, everywhere. Check them out, or we're not friends anymore.